0: Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Get over to Leon Tailoring for that young person who graduated. Congratulations, by the way. And make sure they've got the clothes for that big job interview. Hey, the economy may be good, but you still got to dress for success. And Leon Tailoring, they can help your young person do that with the professional wardrobe and attire that they need. And so all those years of college and getting a degree do not go to waste. So Leon Tailoring, the perfect place to get your young professional off to that start in the world of work. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, it's been a while, but we're glad to have in studio with us today, uh, Mary County prosecutor, Ryan Mears, lots of stuff to talk about when it comes to crime, punishment, criminal justice here in the state of Indiana and particularly here in Indianapolis. So Robin, first of all, how's it been going? We haven't chatted chatting in a
1: while, man. I've, I've, I've missed you. You've been on vacation. You look relaxed <laughs> and refreshed, uh, and it's good to be in studio to be able to see you in person. So I'm looking forward to the conversation.
0: Well, it hurts when I start to lose my Alaska tan, So it's starting to fade. You, you a look bit. good. Don't let anybody <laughs> tell you otherwise. Not a problem. Well, uh, while it was gone, uh, let's talk about the big story that's uh, sort of involved everyone these days. Uh the U.S. Supreme Court has overturned, or virtually, basically, sent it back to the states. Uh, some states have expanded abortion rights, some states are restricted them. Indiana still, they're trying to figure out what exactly uh, they're going to be doing. You put out a statement, uh, not a statement, but basically said a couple of times that if uh, lawmakers criminalize abortion, the Mary County Prosecutor, what is the Mary County Prosecutor's office going to do? I'll let you explain it.
1: Well, I think first of all, I, I want to recognize that I, I think people have some strongly held views uh, on this particular issue, and I'm certainly respectful of people who have different opinions other than me. Uh, or other than my opinion, I think the point that I've tried to make is I just don't think there's a place for the criminal justice system in this discussion. And I don't think it's an appropriate use of resources to utilize prosecutor resources or law enforcement resources uh, to investigate these types of cases if we're talking about the criminalization of healthcare choices or abortion. And and so we're not looking to prosecute uh, those types of cases. I don't believe it's appropriate to prosecute uh, doctors, pregnant people, or nurses. And that's the position
0: your Uber driver, for that
1: matter. There you go, uh, and, and so we're you know we, we came out uh, publicly with that position just to send a clear message to the public uh, that that that's kind of where we stand on this on this topic.
0: Uh, what's the reaction, been? What have you heard?
1: I would say the reaction has mostly been positive. Uh, you know anytime people have a right and that right is taken away, uh, that certainly I, I think a lot of people very much uh, appreciate uh, the, the fact that they had the, the right to seek that type of medical treatment. I think there's also a significant concern that uh, this could lead to the restriction or uh, other rights being taken away and so a lot of people have you know applauded our decision to, to stand up and say that uh, we believe that this is you know going too far and we don't need to introduce the criminal justice system into healthcare decisions.
0: Uh, now, obviously, some folks are going to be like, hey, if lawmakers do criminalize abortion, you're the prosecutor, you shouldn't have to say your job is to enforce law, not to decide which laws you're going to pick and choose. Uh, how do you respond to that criticism
1: all of us use our discretion every single day in terms of, of how are we going to allocate our resources where we're going to place those those resources uh, and and so this really isn't, isn't necessarily anything new that that prosecutors are doing you know it, it's it's unfortunate but uh, there's a lot of time in over the course of this nation's history where prosecutors have, have stood by and just basically say well that's the law there's nothing I can do about it and enforced unjust laws uh, and you know I, I don't want to be a part of that and uh, 20 years from now I don't want uh, my kids to say, hey, why'd you prosecute those doctors? Why'd you prosecute those nurses? Why'd you prosecute pregnant people? Uh, I just don't believe that's the role of the prosecutor. You know, I I became a prosecutor because I wanted to help the community and I wanted to make a difference in the community. I've I've been a prosecutor since 2006. And, you know, I don't feel like these laws are are necessarily helping people or making our community a safer place. Uh, As everybody knows, we have a number of challenges here in Marion County. Uh, Those challenges are related to violent crime and that's where we're going to focus our resources. That's where we're going to focus our expertise uh, to see what we can do to have the biggest impact on violent crime, as opposed to going after doctors and nurses.
0: Uh, anywhere concerned that as lawmakers decide to put together uh, sort of a post Roe v. Wade legislation, they may be hearing this conversation, senior comments, and so take their own steps to to maybe penalize you personally or or, or any prosecutor who doesn't decide. To enforce what they say is a law.
1: Well, we know they listen to you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not so certain they listen to me. Uh, and you know, I, I think the the more things that they attach to this type of legislation, the more legal challenges there are going to be. Uh, I think there's some legitimate issues as it relates to separation of powers. Who would ultimately have jurisdiction over these cases? And and so there's going to be a lot of litigation, no matter what. Uh, type of le- legislation is passed, uh, and if they want to add on an additional challenge and ad- additional legislative issues, that, that's certainly something that they can do. Uh, but I do believe it presents some pretty serious constitutional questions, uh, and you know I, I think everybody on every side of this issue is looking forward to litigating the merits uh, of this type of law.
0: Have you had any conversation with the mayor's office or IMPD? Because obviously they would have to do the arrests in order for you to bring charges.
1: We really haven't. And, you know, I think once we get a little further along, hopefully we'll have uh, better insight into what the law actually looks like. Uh, and, and certainly that's going to be a question that they need to figure out in terms of how they want to deploy their resources uh, if if this law does in fact uh, pass.
0: Our guest on the program day is Mary County Prosecutor Ryan Mayor. It's been a while, so we just sat down and chatted with Ryan. So it's always good to have him uh, in studio. Uh, speaking of laws and prosecution, how's the marijuana thing going? i got to ask. <laughs> I was on vacation, so i got to it,
1: ask. It, it, it's going well, and and I mean, I think that's a perfect example of exercising our discretion in a way that ultimately benefits the community. Uh, people are adults, and, and they can make uh, decisions about whether or not they want to smoke a joint or not, and again, we don't need to over-penalize someone and put those individuals in the criminal justice system. Uh, everybody always wants government to be run like a business. Well, let's look at the harm that a joint of marijuana costs, which maybe you know better than me about how much a joint costs, but it's not a lot.
0: And how much edibles cost.
1: <laughs> but if we start prosecuting those cases, we're literally talking about $20, $30 in retail value. And th- you know, with minimal, uh, if any, harm to the community. And then we're talking about thousands of dollars to prosecute those types of cases. It's just not an efficient or effective use of resources. Uh, the courts only have so much time in a day. Law enforcement can only respond to so many runs. Let's focus on what's truly important. And what's truly important is making sure we have a bigger impact on violent crime, which is where we're gonna devote our attention and our resources.
0: How are we doing with violent crime in Marion County these days?
1: Well, the homicides are down. The non-fatal shootings, I think, are pretty much consistent or have been consistent uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, certainly, we've in, enjoyed probably the, uh, a significant amount of success in the courtroom in terms of getting murder convictions on, on cases in the first quarter. Uh, we had a 90% conviction rate as it related to homicide cases. We were at 84% last year. Uh, just to be clear to anyone who's listening, that's at trial. That's not pleading things down or anything along those issues. That's stepping in front of a jury and having 12 people from this community decide whether or not we meet our burden or not. And In those situations, uh, we've produced outstanding results for the community Uh, and so you know i do think there is some reason for optimism i think uh, deputy chief kendall adams has done a really good job of making investments in the investigation side of things also making investments in the community uh, and really trying to 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 make progress so we're in a better position to solve more cases Uh, candidly i think permitless carry uh, is going to make our jobs more difficult i think it's going to make it more difficult to solve cases and prosecute cases uh, but we have to play the hand that we're dealt
0: um obviously bob uh, crime is down or the murder rate is down than it was last year but also we had a the the mass shooting at the FedEx center Last so if you take out the the, the mass shooting, it seems like the numbers are about the same.
1: Well, the, the, they're a little bit different, uh, and and you know it, it really depends on how we do over the next week or two. I mean, I think we've been down as many as twenty percent over the course of the year. Uh, right now, I think we're down fifteen percent. So I think it really just you know it's it's one of those things where it, you can't really make a snapshot shot determination. You have to see how does it look over the course of three hundred sixty five days. Uh, I think certainly the summer has always been the critical months. We're in uh, the heart of the summer. Right here, just coming off the 4th of July holiday. Uh, and so I think there's a lot of room for improvement, uh, but I don't think we're going to make in, uh, any final determinations on what those stats look like anytime soon.
0: Your guests, our guest on the program today is Marion County Prosecutor Ryan Mears. It's been a while since we've chat with Ryan, so it's always good to have him uh, back in the studio just answering questions about the criminal justice system. Uh, I know one of the things, too, that one of the biggest has been the issue of bail. Uh, whether, because I always say there's everything people were mad at versus people were afraid of, people were afraid of those folks blown high bars, people were mad at maybe some of alternative form of sentencing. Where are we with our bail discussion here in Marion County?
1: Well, I don't know that a lot's ne- necessarily changed. I mean, I, I will tell you, when I'm out in the community, the, I, I think the community gets it right. Uh, the people who have addiction issues, the people who are poor, uh, we don't need those people in jail. The people who are out here committing violent crime, we know that we need those people in custody. Uh, and it's difficult for me to, to disagree with, with that logic. Uh, our bail system is, is far from perfect. I think there's a lot of areas where it, it can be improved. Uh, if you take a look at our bail matrix, I think it was last passed in 2017. It's now 2022. Uh, and certainly I think that it could be updated and probably needs to be updated. Uh, and I'm hopeful that uh, that's something the, the Marion County judges will take a look at and, and consider you know, making changes and amendments to it uh, to hopefully get more in line with what the community is saying. If, if we're just talking about poor people or if we're just talking about people with addiction issues, uh, people with mental health issues, the jail is not the solution to those problems. Uh, but there are some people who commit violent acts who pose a threat to public safety, those are the individuals we need uh, in custody. And I think we can come up with a system that probably better addresses those issues.
0: One thing that uh, consistently pops up is the sort of the revolving door, that someone who's been arrested two, three times, they're back out on the street. I just had a conversation with a friend of mine whose house got, was broken into three times by the same individual. But the, the cops could arrest me and said, we we'll arrest the person, but they'll be back on the street in 15, 20 minutes. Had there been any conversation with, between you, the judges, INPD, the IMPD, the, de- the defense counsel, defense attorneys, like, okay, let's figure out... How can we once again separate the people we're mad at versus the people we're afraid of?
1: Well, and and I think that's that's a perfect example of where hopefully people are understanding the 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 challenge that we face, and I think that's an area where the system I think can can make more improvement. You know, if you have someone who is released on a major felony case and they pick up another case, uh, you know, when that person is being processed, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that that person needs to be held, Uh, and you know, I think there are little institutional things that we can do to improve that process to make sure. That individuals are held accountable, and we don't see individuals who are committing uh, multiple serious offenses getting released uh, quickly. I, I don't think that's what necessarily anybody intended. Uh, and you know, I can tell you this: when, when I've had conversations with with IMPD, when I've had uh, conversations with people on the on on the judicial branch, uh, you know, I feel like people are open to to those discussions. Uh, but no one's unilaterally in charge. There, there's no one person who can say, "Hey, I'm going to snap my fingers and, and make a change to how we handle bond today." Uh, it has to be a collaborative process from a number of different uh, entities involved, and I know those discussions are always ongoing.
0: Ryan Mears with us on the program for a few more minutes, uh, getting caught up on a number of things and issues here in Marin County. Uh, how would you say uh, th- there are two things I always say about crime. There's 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 actually how it is, and there's a the public perception. Even though we're down uh, murders from last year, th- there's a perception that the city still just isn't as safe as it should be or as it used to be. What, what do you say to those folks who, who – who from the public perception think that Indianapolis is as safe as it was say five, six, 10, 12 years ago.
1: Well, I think a lot of that depends on who you're talking to in the community. You know, I, I think when, when I go to different areas of, of the community, you hear different concerns from different groups of, of constituencies in terms of what's their priority, what would they like to see, uh, addressed. I was out canvassing this weekend and there was a lot of com- conversations about infrastructure. I told them I'm, I'm, the Marion County prosecutor. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really necessarily have anything to do with the roads, but that's all I could get people to talk about. Uh, and so, I mean, I think number one, it depends on, on where you are in, in the community and, and what you're talking about. Uh, you know, I, I will tell you, when, when we have these community conversations, I think the one thing that consistently comes up is guns. Uh, and, you know, the fact that concealed carry is now the, the law of the land here in the state of Indiana concerns a number of people in Marion County. Uh, there's a significant concern that that's going to lead to more violence. Uh, and and so we have a lot of discussions about that. You know, I, I'm in particular concerned about the number of young people who have access to firearms. Uh, you know, the we have absolutely no regulation of private gun sales and and what we are seeing is more and more young people gaining access to those firearms uh over instagram over facebook over the websites that are dedicated to, to, to selling firearms and as a result we have too many 15 16 and 17 year olds with with guns in their pocket uh and and so that presents a variety of challenges as it relates to to public safety uh and so when we have conversations with the community they they are certainly looking for solutions they're certainly looking for answers uh Uh, I will tell you, the majority of the people I've talked to in Marion County don't think giving everybody a gun is is the answer to our uh, problem as it relates to violence. Uh, But again, that's just kind of what's been presented to us by the Indiana legislature. And so uh, we're going to try to be as proactive as possible in terms of educating the public. Uh, But I think it's also a fair point uh, that when you introduce more guns into our community and when you allow more people to carry guns, uh, it restricts law enforcement's ability to enforce what laws do exist and it certainly makes it more difficult for us to solve cases.
0: How are we with our juvenile crime rate these days?
1: Well the number of gun cases have increased and and I think that's our concern is we're seeing more and more young people carrying firearms Uh, and the first question that we always ask is where would you get it? Uh, you know, it used to be you kind of needed to know someone to get a gun or, hey, I stole it from my parents or maybe it got stolen from a car. Now it's as simple as just getting online and and purchasing a firearm. And, and so that's the big concern for us is just how easy it is for young people to access firearms. Uh, and we've certainly seen an increase in the number of young people who have possessed firearms. Uh, and so, you know, anything that we can do to, to crack down on those gun sales over the internet, I think is going to be critical. I think it's one of Areas where the legislature could potentially help us to give more resources to make sure that we're in a better position uh, to not only track those types of cases but have better enforcement uh, in terms of giving IMPD resources, prosecutor's office resources to follow those gun sales that we see uh, occurring online, uh, as opposed for for waiting for for something uh, negative to happen. And so everybody tries to be as proactive as possible, but uh, you know it, it's tough to be, um, you know the, the the person who's monitoring the entire internet. It, it doesn't work that way. Uh, but I think additional resources could certainly help on that front. And, and hopefully the new legislature will provide the, that money to us uh, so we can do a better job of cracking down on these gun sales.
0: The voice here is Mary County Prosecutor Ryan Meyers with us for a few more minutes <clears throat> Excuse me on the program today. Uh, obviously, we've got an election coming up. Uh, how's the campaign going?
1: It's going great. I mean, I, I really enjoy the opportunity to get out in the community and, and talk to people about what's on their minds and, and what people uh, are interested in, what they want to see from from the criminal justice system. Uh, as I mentioned, I was out this weekend talking to a, to a number of people. Certainly, uh, I, I think. Uh, the the abortion topic is going to be one that that is not going away and and is one that we're going to continue to have conversations with people in the community, Uh, but also the the, the gun conversation. I mean, there there are just far too many people who have access to firearms here in Marion County, uh, which leads to to violent crime. Uh, And so, you know, when you have those conversations with the community, I think a lot of people are surprised to learn uh, how much latitude we give people to carry guns and where they can carry those guns at. Uh, And and so, you know, when you have those conversations with the community, I think they they understand the difficulties that law enforcement has. They understand the difficulties that the prosecutor's office can have uh, as it relates to having the impact we would like to have on these issues uh, when the laws really inhibit our ability to to prosecute the types of things we'd like to prosecute, like possession of a handgun.
0: Any word of concerns about your reelection bid? No,
1: I'm, I mean, we, we we feel good. You know, I, I became a prosecutor in 2006 uh, because I wanted to help people and I wanted to make a difference. Uh, I've enjoyed the opportunity to serve as as prosecutor, uh, and, and I'm grateful for the opportunity that this has, has provided. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing it for, for another four years.
0: So what do you think about the new Justice Center? <laughs> uh, the the new Justice Center, it's, it, it's Apart been... Apart from the swipe things like the airport right, that don't work the way they should work and tell you where your case is. It's, I'm sorry. That's just me
1: venting. That it, bad. It, it, it's 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 certainly been an adjustment, and, and there's certainly it 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 has not been a flawless transition, but it's it's gone okay. You know, I, th- I think the challenge right now is is the infrastructure getting out there is not great. I know some of our witnesses, some of our defendants have had problems getting out to the to the complex, which which is a challenge. Uh, and then once you're in your in there, kind of finding your way, where's your court case located at? Um, you know, it takes a, a little bit of getting used to. Uh, I think uh, the people who are out there every day appreciate the fact that we actually have natural light available to us uh in, in in the justice center so that's definitely a positive and i think as that area grows and develops where the infrastructure improves and there becomes more dining options uh it'll be a more hospitable place for for everybody but it's definitely been a bit of a challenge and and a little bit of an adjustment period for everybody
0: all right well the voice you've been hearing is mary county prosecutor ryan Mears. ryan my friend always good chat we look forward to chat with you again real soon
1: i appreciate the time thank you